Crinkle. Chris Crinkle. Who's Chris Crinkle? Chris Crinkle is the elf that lives. Why? Why are you making me tell a story about Chris Crinkle? I don't know. You kept saying his name, so I thought you wanted to. No. All right. What do you want to talk about? Wait. We didn't even start the show right. Hi, Abigail. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) Do you want to do a podcast show? Let's do a podcast show. Yay! What's the name of the podcast show? The Two Girls Talking Podcast Show. I don't think that's even the name of it. I really hope that everyone appreciates us being weekly amused at our own podcast name and intro. They should be because we are national treasures. This is the Two Girls Talking Podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. Oh, <laughs> oh Chris Crinkle here to stay. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, I have to Chris Crinkle and adjust. Yeah. Do you have an outline for us today? Do you have a starting point? Oh, and I've end got, I've, I would not say I have a starting point and an end point. I do got, I've got a lot of content. Do've got... A lot of content coming out of my ears. I've got I've got Shop Talk. I've got App Chat. I've got Billboard Rage. I've got a bunch of user submitted joke life moments and a few Easter eggs thrown in too. Yes. Hashtag Sprint Eight. That's under spoilers. Um, I also have like I don't know a billion things to complain about. Well, do you want to start there? Do we want to start with Kissing Corner? Where do we want to start? Okay, so Kissing Corner uh, is a rage story like every other story. Uh, it's about it's about a restaurant and how I was treated bad. Okay, I want to hear it. So, so we're starting there. Yeah, I want to start with Kissing Corner. <laughs> there's does, sounds more like again every other segment, which is based around rage, bitching. Yes. Um. Yeah. No. Um. I like Kissing Corner. Does like didn't have much. The kissing part isn't really, like, podcast-like. Oh. Not that it's podcast-inappropriate, but it's just kind of boring as podcast content goes. I mean, I would disagree, but okay. Um, maybe in our another another podcast. <gasps> Two Girls Talking After Dark. What? I want to listen to that one. You do. It's our life. Oh, okay. Right. It's our text messages. Anyway. Yes. Okay. Um, but I was... So I was out to dinner... With my gentleman friend. Gentleman caller, sure. Um, and we were, so we were going to see a show that started at nine, or like the headliner went on at nine. Oh, it's the old people show. Oh, I know. Don't worry. We had a, a heart-to-heart on the drive to dinner that was like, are you really excited about this show? Like, can we it, leave at like ten oh five? Yeah, it was it was like A, can we go late? Doesn't matter what time we get there, and B, can we leave early? Mm-hmm. And we both were on the exact same page. Let's go for about ten minutes, hear what we hear, and then we bounce. It was, no, it was like let's make sure we're not there any earlier than the band that we're going to see starting. And even if we miss them starting, that's, that's okay. okay. Uh, I don't know if I would feel that way, but you know. That's no, I know. This is when you know it's true love, man. <laughs> When you're both like, no thanks, I'm good. When you're both like, let's pretend we care about seeing the show. Right. And enjoy the 45 minutes we stand with people who are way more into it than us. 
Yeah, that's everyone everywhere about everything. So I get it. Yeah, the dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the yeah, so the show was at nine, and we definitely were out of there by ten fifteen. Beautiful. But we were gonna get dinner nearby, and we were at the Pomona Glass House. Um, and there was a restaurant across the street that is called The Rookery. Okay. Are you cold? I mean, No, I'm hot? hot. Yeah. I got hot again. Here, I'm going to get some air on. I got oh, super hot. Save it for after dark. <laughs> do, do, do. I don't know. It's not a really good theme song. Let's cut Deli- that out. I want some Delilah music. What's Delilah music? Delilah from the show on the radio. I don't know what you're talking about. She's like the most popular radio person ever. She hosts like love songs at night. If she's not a 92.5 K-Day back in the day, Compton FM, I, I don't know who it is. No, I think her show is the most, um, what's it called? Syndicated? Oh. Is that what it's called when it's in a bunch of different cities? I think it's the most syndicated radio show. I believe you. I just have never heard of her. It's on like um, K-Earth. It's the it's easy listening style and it's a romantic song and people call in to dedicate songs. I think I've heard this. I didn't know that's who that was. Yeah, and she's a Christian. Oh, you know who else is a I Christian? Think she, I think she was on the cover of Guideposts. <gasps> that is a deep cut, Abigail, and I appreciate well, you it. You know, you know how I love my uh, my print print magazine. Uh, fun fact: I've read every issue of Guideposts going back to the '60s. No. My grandma had all of them. And you, of course you read them all. I read them all. It was a book that had words in it. So yes, I read yeah, it. Yeah, you were all over it. You were like, you were like, okay, grandma, where's the next box? Right. And she was like, really? Did you read them all? Well, they were kind of a fun shape inside. Like, no, I only read like 16 boxes worth. Yeah. Exactly. Like it only went back to 1960. What about the other 400 years of guideposts? Exactly. And then she shattered your world by. And she was like, here's a bunch of readers digest that go back to 1972. Do you want these? And I was like, oh, I will read all these jokes and they will form the basis of my personality. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Um, I feel like you and readers digest is a good podcast. Topic. I have a great story about me tell and me, readers digest. So me. I discovered. We'll, th- we will pause kissing corner. No readers digest corner is way better. Way better. Also. Especially since there's no kissing and kissing corner. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was reading readers digest when I was a younger person shall we say, you know, a youth, a youth, a budding humorist, <laughs> if you will, um, looking for some guidance on how to be funny. And some I just dis- post uh, Sure. And I, I too am a young budding humorist. Maybe I have some old re- readers digest for you to read. Um, I always had trouble differentiating between life in these United States. And there was another segment that was almost very similar. And I was like, well, why aren't they the same segment? I don't understand. Cause uh, readers digest would divide up all their humor sections into like, labeled sections and you would submit to that section which i thought was a bit of tedium but you know um could you describe the content a little more are are these like one-line jokes is it knock knock joke is it a funny story is it a pun most of them were like humorous anecdotes about you know um i remember one story about the internet had to do with a man writing in and saying that he and his wife ran an internet business and one time someone called them on the phone and she said that their phone number she said it, but with, with periods in it instead. So very old-timey uh, internet humor. It barely made sense at the time. But I was like, oh, like you would say online. Is my blank stare? <laughs> you seem confused, but I thought it was very funny. I think I stopped listening. Um, there would be some stories about... I think I dropped out in the middle because then you were saying periods and phone numbers. And, and then you said that was the joke. And I was like... No, this is all rotten. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the important part, which is Reader's Digest and my understanding yes, of it. Yes. 
So um, I discovered in two separate issues a time at which they told the same Jerry Seinfeld joke in one of the segments. And I wrote them a letter about, you know, justice stick whipped out right away. Journalistic standards. Yes, I wrote them a letter and I was like, how come in the 1971 edition and the this and this, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't Jerry Seinfeld. It was just, it was, I remember now there was a Jerry Seinfeld joke that they did publish twice. I didn't write in about that. I wrote in about um, a joke that they published twice that was the same joke, but two people had submitted it indifferently, you know, at different times. And they didn't have a record, apparently, of every joke ever submitted to the magazine, like I did. And <laughs> you're so that's why you don't remember anything anymore. I used it all up, gentle reader. You used it all up on Jokes from Reader's Digest. To submit a joke to Reader's Digest, you had to write it on a 3 by 5 index card, and it had to be in legible handwriting, it had to be a certain um, amount of characters, and then you would mail it in. Your eyes are glazing over, that's fine, we're almost to the good part. No, 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 I was imagining you writing one with your illegible handwriting. Yes, so I became convinced that there was a good joke to be made about (laughs) German shepherds, the word canine, and the substance cayenne pepper. I was so convinced there was a joke there, and I worked it, man. I worked it like the most... Much like a German shepherd digging for a bone. Yeah, sure. I worked (laughs) it like the most diligent person turning in their late-night packet, hoping to get picked to work on a show. I was, like, ready for the writer's room of Reader's Digest. The joke didn't make any sense. To this day, I don't remember what it was. I sent it in proudly and awaited my $400. I was so sure. You You get $400 for having a joke published? You did, which is, you can now see why I studied it so carefully. Yeah, no, that, like, that is, that is all you need. I buried the lead on that one, but yeah, I was, (laughs) I was like, I'm going to make some serious dough. Probably several thousand dollars. Buried like a German shepherd. I see you too have some material you'd like to submit to Reader's Digest. Hang on. I think I've got some 3x5 index cards in the back. Well, let's take a break. We're going to write some of those and send them in, and we'll let you know in six to five years whether we got in. No, they never accepted any of my jokes. I know. How can you believe it? But still, that's how I learned to be funny. I really want to find your index cards. They're all mailed to... I know, I know, but like, where do you think those index cards are? This is like when I found that rejection letter that Jane Marie wrote and uh, from This American Life. And I was like, oh, yeah, Jane Marie wrote me a I letter. I really know this story. Oh, no. Jane Marie is. What? The story is too complicated. Never mind. Inside radio baseball. <laughs> the only game I know how to play. Oh, I know. You totally do. And it sounds like a really special moment. And today I was just thinking when I was reading through Twitter, I saw a Broadly post about something that wasn't interesting. And I was like, I wish someone would write me a whole story about the current hot goss going on behind the scenes at certain publications. I want the hot goss on podcast drama all the time, all the time. I'm like noticing because of my obsessive podcast listening. I'm noticing like changes in cast, subtleties, what's going on here. Like um, things normal people might notice, but I put it all on a wall and then I draw the lines and it's all there. Oh yeah. And like, I mean, how many times a week do I text you to be like, hey, can you figure out what the hot goss is? Something weird is going on with the producer. I can tell something weird is going on. And you're like, I have a job. And you're like, I don't. <laughs> and then more hysterical laughter. And you're like, I found a Reddit hole. And then I, I found all on Reddit. We were all there bidding on it. Yeah, that sounds about right. So uh, Slumber Party with Allie and Georgia is a podcast. It is. It is a humor podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, they were with Full Screen mm-hmm. for like four months. Mm-hmm. And now they're not. Hot goss. 
thoughts about that based on information I have about that, but no. Can you tell me the thoughts or is that for After Dark? After Dark. Gotta wait. Never mind. This is boring. We'll probably have to cut it out anyway. Kissing Corner. Yeah, back to Kissing Corner. So this restaurant we went to is called The Rookery. It's right across the street from the glass house. And is it like the magic lamp? No. This isn't like this isn't like coolest restaurant ever corner. No, I'm gonna shit all over this restaurant. Because they shit all over us. Reader, listener, <laughs> if you could see the look that just came into her eyes, you too would turn tail and run for the hills. <laughs> a far away glance, seeing into the depths of the kitchen, no doubt. What's. <laughs> okay, that wasn't. The... I'm not going to write that on a 3x5 index card and mail it in or anything. Jeez. No, you, you save that for the cayenne pepper kitchen jokes. Okay. <laughs> I'm divorcing you. I'm leaving. I'm taking everything I own and leaving this car. You don't own anything. In this car? No. No. Not even your phone. I'm sure Sprint owns your phone. How dare you? Hot Gus. Man, I have so many topics. Well, let's get to them. Let's get through this. Okay, so you hate the restaurant. Um, No, I got to tell you what happened at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. That's the same thing as hating a place. (laughs) They have good food. They've got great beer on draft. uh, And they have some good bottled beer selections, etc. It's kind of buzzing when we get in there. Um, but there's, it's mostly people at the bar and then there's only a handful of tables with people eating and everyone's pretty much done eating and it's families, which was a little weird, but I was like, Hey man, hipster families in Pomona, they gotta, they gotta go to the Pomona arts district. They gotta get their draft beer, you know? And, uh, we wait probably 10 minutes for someone to put us at an empty table. We wait a long time to get our first beers, and we wait a long time to place our order. There's some apologizing on behalf of the staff. And it's clear that this one girl seems to be basically running the joint. And we're like, this. we felt bad for her. We kept murmuring on how she was doing such a great job, despite... Doesn't sound like that great a job. She was handling... She was getting everyone in that whole restaurant drinks. Like, there was no one else there. <clears throat> We wait 55 minutes for our food. And we were the only people who had ordered food during that 55 minutes. Why did that happen? Well, my theory is that the chef, like, there was, like, chef turnover or something. Like, one chef left and another one came on. I love this unfounded wild theory trying to explain something that can never be explained by human minds. You did ask me what I thought happened, and I was... I don't remember that happening. I would never. Good thing it's recorded. No. So then what happened? How did you burn it to the ground exactly, using what <laughs> matches and what gasoline? Oh, wait, no. The bad part hasn't happened yet. No. So... That's uh, enough of a horror story for me, I tell you. Oh, uh, just you wait. Just you wait, my little cayenne pepper. <laughs> little nickname. Mm. Okay, so she, uh, like... So at like, I don't know, the 45 minute mark, she's like, I'm going to go check on your food. I don't know what's going on. To your desiccated skeletons that have died of hunger and are stretched out across the table. Basically, we're both sitting there and we're like, we thought we bonded over, you know, our desires for only watching, you know, a third of the show tonight. But But now we're only going to see less than a fourth of it. And I guess that's okay, too. Now I'm really excited. You're like, no, no, take your time. Take your time. 
We all, yeah, we also bonded over the fact that we were like, this is a really weird thing that's happening. But, you know, she seems to be trying. Like, maybe she has to go make our food. We don't know what's going on. Um, and she, so she's like, I'm going to go check on it. And she comes back and she's like, something happened. I don't know what. Always good to hear when it comes to food in a kitchen. But, like, your order was never, like, the chef never saw it. Um, so they're making it right now. And your last round is on us. Is this the part where you order the equivalent of the venti caramel frappuccino with 60 shots and 18 extra things of whipped cream? And What do you think? Yes. Well, I don't know what. You have a crazy look on your face like you've been drinking whatever the venti frappuccino is. So what did okay, you do? So, okay, so we're a little weirded out by that because, like, we're... Going- it's weird, yeah, so... Well, and I, and I feel like in a situation like that, they should say our meal is free. Not right, like not like drink some more, you lushes. Right, exactly. And not like anything else you drink tonight is free or anything like that. Like I'm like, you're just like we've already ordered extra beer because we're waiting. You know? Like you're not like Yeah. It was it was annoying. And I was also like we what? everyone who comes here is going to a show. So like at the point which she said, Okay, it's gonna be another whatever because the chef's making them now, like we could have just gotten up and left. And been like, sorry, we can't wait anymore. We're going to get McDonald's. Right. The dream. That sounds, I was going to say, that sounds really good. Uh, so we think that's a little weird. But we're not going to, like, get into it. Because, I mean, it doesn't actually matter. The one rule of life is do not get into it. Basically. Uh, <clears throat> because the bigger rule of life is nothing matters. Oh, in Latin, on my chest, some sort of family crest tattoo. That's funny. My gentleman caller has a Latin chest tattoo. Mm -hmm. That's so weird. I didn't know that for the record. I know. That's why I was like, this is interesting. Okay, so our food comes out, and we order this really expensive bottled like Belgian beer that I'm sure is made by monks and they only make like three a year because of God. Is it Russian River? No, I don't remember what it was called. It was, um, it was, sorry, it wasn't Belgian. It was Swiss and you, and everything is expensive from Switzerland because of regulations. Um, (laughs) my, uh, my date said we're paying for their freedom and their ability to not give a shit about the rest of the world. (laughs) And I was like, I do enjoy the, the, the politicizing of this beer experience. Sure. Um, so we, and it's $30 for 16 ounces, which is yeah. a lot. Sounds good to me. And, and it's the most expensive thing on the menu. So, we, so um, she brings our food and says, like, what, what can I get you? Um, and we say the name of the expensive beer. Or he says the name of the expensive beer. And um, and she pauses and she says, let me go see if we even have that. Which I think is her way of seeing, like, if she's even allowed to give it to us for free. Right? I feel like I can already see what has happened. And I'm excited to see if my theory is correct. So, she leaves and comes back a few minutes later with the beer and two glasses. And... Um, we drink it. Actually, this was right before our food arrived. So we're, we just started drinking it when our food came. Um, we hurry through. Is it $30 worth of goodness? It's good. I think it's, 
I think paying the price is almost like a novelty. It doesn't taste that much better than like a $20 beer. Like I pay for $20 beer all the time. So. Oh my god. Uh, Richie Rich over here. Champagne. Uh so then she comes as we're finishing our food and says, "Okay, what do you guys want for your last round?" You said, "No, that was it." Yeah. And she said, "Oh, we can't do that for the free one." Yes, you can, and you will. And we were like, oh, I'm sorry. That's what that means, is whatever you want is free. Right, or, or clar- say that. clarify before serving it. Um, and she was like, hang on, let me go check on something. And, like, she had been really nice and apologetic about everything up until this point, and it was like she changed into a different person, and she was like, let me just go see, and she hopped away. And then she, why does it matter? Just do it. She came back with our check and threw it on the table and said, next time, don't order the most expensive beer. No, that's exactly what I will do. And I will do it a hundred thousand times. So the rookery, this one's for you. You piece of shit. That wraps up Kissing Corner. And what a thrilling romantic adventure it was, listeners. A tale of romance for the ages. Between people who like causing problems and the people who have the problems caused to them. Yes. We were asleep by 11.30 that night. That works. That sounds great. I doubt I will get to enjoy the same privileges today. Uh, so, what's our next uh, segment? Do you want to hear some um, Shop Talk app chat? Yes, I would love to. So, do y- you might recall the app Our Home that I brought up a couple months ago. I just deleted it off my phone because I didn't know what it was and I was scared to open it. <laughs> so you don't remember? I do. What is it? It's a sticker chart. Yes. So one of our listeners, Erin, um, learned about it from the podcast and has been using it with her family. So she has chores. Her husband has chores. Her son, Chadwick, has chores. Uh-huh. He's, I don't know, three or four. Um. And she is like a total, you know, shilbo about the whole thing. She has all these different levels of rewards. So she has like ice cream is like you'll need a couple points to get ice cream. How can I go live with them and get ice cream? You can make your own dreams come true. Can she make me a chart? I can't do it. Probably. She likes, she loves doing a consultation. So, um, so she'll have like ice cream is like five points. But getting a drink with a friend is, like, 20 points. And then, like, free time without kids is, like, a thousand a th- And she's, like, so that way, if I just, like, really need to pick me up, I can just, like, get my ice cream. Or I can save up and cash them out. And I was, like, I love the way you're working the system. Okay, so the kid, Chadwick, is, um, his chores are, so it, his reward is that he gets a piece of Halloween candy. <laughs> From his bucket. That's a good one. Yeah. I wish I still had Halloween candy. <laughs> um, and his chores are putting his dirty dishes into the sink, picking up his toys, and letting the dogs out. Okay. Well, a budding weasel brain, little Chadwick, is constantly trying to bully the dogs into going outside. 
I love that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and she texted me, and she used the term weasel braining. Good. Yeah. And she w- and she said she loves the app. Do you want to hear the saddest story of all? Sure. My Fitbit died on the way to Yosemite. Oh, dude, I've been there, man. When I was in Ireland and was on my feet for like 18 hours one day, including a hike. It died like four hours into the 18-hour day, including a hike. I wanted to sit in the car the whole time. I was like, it doesn't matter. None of these steps even count if my Fitbit isn't working. I kept thinking that the entire time I was hiking. I was like, this doesn't even matter. None of this matters. Yeah. No, I hear you. I actually, I haven't been wearing my Fitbit. and I know I need you to start again because I'm wearing mine now. Okay. <sighs> I hear it died. It did, and I haven't. But anyway. No, I, um, sometimes when I'm going for a walk, I think to myself, you know what? I'm glad I'm not wearing my Fitbit because in my tiny poo brain, I can smugly feel like I'm getting my steps in. And if I was wearing a Fitbit, I would know that this walk was only 1500 steps. I was going to guess 800, but sure. Yeah, exactly. Probably 800, especially if I'm walking children. They're so tiny. They, yeah. And it's like, oh, let's stop and look at this. Oh, look at this leaf. And then this lady we saw in uh, Mirror Lake Loop, she was like, how far is it to Curry Village? And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's like an hour maybe if you're walking. And she was like, if you're walking with a child and like points at her son. It's <laughs> like, I walk about as fast as a child. So I think it's about an hour. You were like, I stand by my estimate. And then the kid told me how to find mushrooms in the trees. And I was like, is that what you guys are doing out here? Like, what's happening? That is that is some after dark. Yeah. What story was I telling? You were talking about weasel brain. Oh, I think I finished the story. Uh, so I went to Yosemite because I recently developed an interest in hiking the Pacific Crest Trail in some kind of effort to find myself. And I've been training. I read a book about this. Wait, no. I read half a book about this and saw a movie. Yes, I believe we both watched my screener last year. Yes, Yosemite. So my sister works at Yosemite, and the people there are very weird that will work there. They're very, very strange. There's a singing bus driver who makes up songs the whole time you're on his bus. It costs $17 a week to live there if you work for this company. Um, And she works in housekeeping, and the biggest thing that happened all year was President Obama came to visit... And they tell you over and over again about the helicopters that he came in and what he did. And he used the gym at the lodge. And it was a big deal. But he stayed at the Iwani. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they were there for three days. Just him and Michelle. None, none of the girls. I totally want to go to Yosemite just so I can hear these stories. Because we every person who works there will tell you a story about Obama. So You know the Jacksonville Inn? In Jacksonville, Do Oregon? I know the Jacksonville Inn in Jacksonville, Oregon? What's your what's your favorite artifact at the Jacksonville Inn in Jacksonville, Oregon? Well, Abigail, let me tell you what my favorite artifact is at the Jacksonville Inn in Jacksonville, Oregon. Uh, the twelve thousand dollar bottle of cham wait, not champagne, wine, wine that is enormous and beautiful, and it's in a case, and you go visit it, and you think about how we're gonna get twelve thousand dollars because you have to buy it. Yeah, uh, my favorite artifact in the Jacksonville Inn is. The pictures of George W. Bush and his wife Laura from their visit there because they wanted to take a like down home backwoods country vacation, but you know on the west coast because please right <laughs> no one's actually going into the down home backwoods. Um, they live there, so they like from Texas. They're, exactly, they're from Texas. They wanted a you know, P N W. Yes, um, and. 
and there's all these pictures of them like with the with the restaurant owner and everything and I love it for some reason I love the idea of like a fancy president having a vacation and so I would die to hear all of the stories about Obama in the in the valley. I know. Well, uh, you know, they told us over and over again about how they landed the Black Hawk uh, helicopters in this field, and then right there, two Chinook helicopters. One of them was a decoy. Oh, my God. If I have to brought that stupid decoy Chinook helicopter one more time. Um, the moon was very bright. Did a little night hiking unintentionally because I tried to get on a bus to go back to Curry Village, and uh, the bus driver was like, it's after hours, like, because I was reading and drinking wine, like a lush in the Awani. It was perfect. Um, and the bus driver was like, literally my favorite thing in the whole world. Like, yeah. just sitting in the Awani with wine and they've got the fire going and you're like, you're either reading like terrifying articles on your phone because you finally got some internet or you've got some book and it's just, uh. It was beautiful. It was literally, I kept falling asleep because I was so happy and so like content. Um, so uh, I left and I went out and it was freezing cold and I was going back to Curry Village to Huff to where Diana was and um, I'm trying to get on the bus and the guy's like, this is the wrong bus. The other bus, I don't know when it's coming. It's going to be really late. I waited for a long time at that point. And then he said, why don't you go with this guy who had just, an employee who had just gotten off work and was like headed back to Curry Village. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, do you have a headlamp? I was like, no. He's like, we'll try and stay close. And I was like, okay. So you were walking with him? Yeah, in the dark. Like, the bus driver was like, just go with this guy. Because you didn't want to walk by yourself in the dark because you didn't know where you were. Because I didn't want to wait for the bus was the problem. And so the bus driver and this guy, like, decided without my input that I would go with this guy. Like, literally, they were just like, all right, well, you're going with him. Okay, bye. And, like, took off. And I was like, okay. And the guy's like, all right, well, you have a headlamp? No, all right. So I'm walking, like, I'm following this guy. Let me paint a picture of this gentleman. He's probably, like, 25. He has, he's very tall. He has curly hair, and he has little wireframe glasses. Tell me more. He's carrying a leather attache briefcase. It's 11 p.m. No, it's probably, like, 10. Maybe it's, like, 9. But it's after hours. It's late. In a new somebody that's, like, 3 in the morning. Um, yeah, no explanation why. Yeah, the clocks changed last week, so now it's always 3 in the morning. Sure, yeah. No, when I leave work, it's about 9 p.m., It's yeah. you know, and I leave at 4 or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, he's carrying a leather briefcase. He's wearing a headlamp. He looks like something out of a Doctor Who episode that I didn't watch, which would be all of them. But it was very weird, and it was just very sci-fi and strange. He's just, like, trying to keep up basically which is such a weird thing to hear when you're like i don't know where i am he takes off with the longest strides i've ever seen i'm freezing and wearing a dress of course and like trying to run after him in the dark can't see anything we head through the meadow and he like kind of gets lost and goes one way or another and i was like this is how i die he pulls a knife out of this briefcase he's found his victim him the bus driver in on it um and eventually he's like all right we're on the main road you should be good from here and like keeps going and I'm, it's a dark, completely dark main road. Who do you think he was? I saw him inside the Iwani, like, earlier, and he was just someone, like, a, a worker there helping, like, not even, like, waitstaff or something? Like, what's his briefcase? I don't know what's in the briefcase. It was so weird. So he walks ahead of me so far. What are his glasses? <laughs> I think they're just glasses. No. They're some sort of, what do you think they are? Some sort of camera. That's scary. He's just a secret agent from. Oh, no. 
country. I mean, another world. Another planet. Probably. So he walks all the way, 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 way ahead of me. Is he an alien? I don't know yet, but I will tell you what happened. So he, he walks all the way to the end of the road, and then he just stands there motionless as I walk up. And it takes me a little while to walk up because I'm cold and freezing and was like, maybe now he kills me. I don't know. So I approach with trepidation. He, like, regains motion again, and he's like, all right, up this road. You should be fine if you just keep going. And he's like, bye, and, like, takes off. And I'm like, okay. Luckily, I'm near, you know, the bus stop or whatever, so I see it, and I, I walk up to Korea Village. But I was just, like, in, a little bit freaked out. By the way. I've walked this route that you're describing so many times that I was able to perfectly imagine every single part of it. Like, oh, the part sure. where you thought you were going to get killed, the part where you were like, oh, okay, I'm fine. No, sure. And I would have been fine if it wasn't, like, if I had some sort of light, but I didn't have anything because my phone had died, of course. You know, usual. I've met you. Sure. So, yeah, it was very strange. Yosemite was beautiful. I did some amazing hikes. Um... I did Vernal Falls, which took me way longer than I was supposed to. It's like, oh, 1.3 miles. They don't tell you it's straight up a rock staircase that you will not be able to climb. And I had to stop every three minutes, and it was very hard. Uh, and then I did Nevada Falls, which was super beautiful. And again, like it's like doing Vernal Falls again, only worse. And it's, again, up a rock staircase. You will die. There's a little downhill part, and I started to hate every downhill part because I was like, oh, no, no, no. Every time it's downhill, that means there's a really, really bad yeah, uphill you're like, coming. You're like, no, this is just making it worse. You're making me have to go uphill twice. Yeah. And then I would think about how the, when I came, if I came back the same way that I would have to go uphill again. It was terrible. So I get to the top of Nevada Falls, and there's a ton of people up there. And there's this girl that like keeps trying to edge closer and closer to the edge of the cliff. And there's so many signs that are like, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Like, you will die. People get swept away all the time. And she keeps moving. She's down on the lower ledge, the very edge of the rock. And she keeps like going out further and further and further. And everyone around me is freaking the fuck out. Like, every single person is just like, how old is this person? 25, you know, old enough to know better. And she's just like sitting there and like. I was just blown away and everyone around me was just like, oh, like I could sense the collective tension and people would make noises and like hit each other and look, but she ended up not dying, which I'm super grateful for because that would have been one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I came back on the John Muir trail, which was great, except by the halfway down, I was like, I hate John Muir. I hope he dies, but he is dead of course already because his stupid trail was hurting my knees, but you know, it's my knees that hurt not the trail. So Anyway, hiking is hard. I hate it. The shoes that I got, this is something I actually wanted to complain about. The stupid shoes that I got. I got Solomon Fellraisers, which are great trail shoes in certain conditions, but on wet rocks, they are not great. And also the toe box is too big. So these are not going to be the shoes that I take on the PCT. I've already decided. Where do you get them? Who got? Who consulted you on them? Um, I did a lot of research. I read tons and tons of like hiking review magazines and stuff. And they all said that Salomon was like a really great brand. And the Fell Razor especially was for women in many varied conditions that they were okay. Yeah. No, it's not like there's a ton of shoes that like have great reviews and are good, but everyone's feats are different. So you have to go to REI because you can get a really like top notch consultation. And if you feel like you're not getting a good enough consultation, just go to another salesperson. Um, but they'll have you try on, like, six different shoes, and then you can do what I do and find them on eBay. Yeah. That's a good idea. How, what Do you buy something at REI to feel better about yourself? Um, Maybe not that trip, but, I mean, REI gets plenty of my money. Yeah, I think I need to do something like that because my foot shape is different than the Solomon user foot shape. Also, they're not on commission there, so it's not like, no. yeah. I still, I still feel bad, like, at Nordstrom, I always buy a bra, whatever. You taught me that. You said you have to buy a bra if you go get a fitting. Oh, did I? I was such a good person once. 
Yeah, apparently not anymore. It's like, sure, whatever. Tell me what size I am. Get out of here. I'm going to go buy it on eBay. That applies for bras and shoes. Also, it's like a free fill me up. Kissing Corner returns after dark. dark. Yeah, at this point, I'll pay anyone, whatever. Your alien story reminded me of something I did that I haven't told you. What? I picked up a hitchhiker. (gasps) Abigail Marie Schlang, do not do things like that. That's such a bad idea. I saved it for the podcast to tell you. I'm so disappointed in you. This is how you're going to start. I mean, we've got about two months left of your life. Um, his name was Andrew. He's a, he's a man? This is even worse. Oh, obviously. That's, this is, I, and I didn't pick him up on the side of the road. The story's getting weirder and weirder. And he, he, I picked him up in, um, like Big Sur. (coughs) At the Big Sur Tap House, which is my favorite place in the entire world. It has blazing fast Wi-Fi. Really good beer, and it's in the middle of nowhere. Sounds good to me. Let's yeah. go. And they have, like, $2 tacos. It's great. Um, so I was there, you know, huddled around the Wi-Fi, as, as one does. Sure. The warm glow of Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi at Korea Village was not working, nor was it working at the Iwani. Yeah, no, the it's a discouraging experience getting. Oh, yeah. If you get up to Glacier Point. Which was closed. There was no way to get up there because my plan for Sunday was to be to go up to Glacier Point and then hike the four mile down. Yeah. And I was not able to because not for love or money could you get up to Glacier Point. Winter. They yeah. close it for winter. The roads are too much. Yeah. Okay. So um, he it was hitchhiking down from Portland after taking a violin making course. I'm so happy. Um, and he was like 30 ginger. So, like, amazing. Yeah, perfect. And, like, Dopely had, like, wandered in to the tap house, which also had a general store attached where he had bought, like, some cans of beans and was charging his phone and asking, like, questions about when, where the next store would be where he could get more food. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> and I, it was only after we had both been there for, like, a couple hours that he asked if maybe he could get a ride. Because I was going south, and that's like, he was also going south, and um, and were you like I had to zip tie your hands together to make sure you don't fucking kill me? Basically, at this point, I had already. That's not a bad idea, actually. It's a good point, and he would have let me. Um, at this point, I had already like I was best friends with the bartender, obviously, um, and I was like, Seth, it's okay, right, for me to give him a ride because I mean he seems fine. But, like, if you think it's a bad idea, you would know, like, bartender at the one bar in the middle of nowhere. Like, you would know. And um, and he was like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, all right. Well, if, like, this is still deeply concerning, dude. Violin making workshop in Portland. It could have been a taxidermy school, and you wouldn't know. He could have just said violins. Don't you feel like my intuition is pretty, like, expert? Yeah, but I just think that people who are likely to be serial killers or murderers or whatever are probably pretty good at fooling people. Like, not everyone a serial killer kills is dumb. Oh, nunca. Um, so here was the thing. I was like, I have really good intuition, and I'm like, 
with people who are saying this is a fine choice to make and I trust this guy and so it's like well I trust it and I wouldn't do this if I didn't and then it was actually really good because so I told him he could camp at my campsite so I had a campsite this was like after we had I knew him better we had like talked in the car and stuff and I was like you can because I had a campsite I was in my trailer obviously I was like feel free to camp at my campsite which he, like, he kept being like, oh, my gosh, you're so nice. But when I asked him, like, I was like, you're not going to murder me, right? And he felt uncomfortable by, like, he was like, he felt awkward. and He was like, well, not now. <laughs> like, it was one of those things where he was just so, like, sweetly, like, befuddled. And, like, well, you, like, he would, he just was so earnest. When he said, yes, he's going to kill you. And awkward. When he was like, why are you asking? <laughs> anyway. What did he say? When I asked him, oh, he was like, no, no, of course not. Of course not. Like, no. And he, like, just felt, like, so awkward. That he was Were like, you like, I'm going to murder you? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> he was like, he was like, if anyone's at risk, it's me. Clearly. And I was like, you're, like, you're a 30-year-old ginger knows how to make violins. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. And I'm a badass with my secret so knife. My secret knife spot. Reader. A secret knife was produced. I won't tell you from where. It wasn't any. It wasn't anywhere after dark, but it was very quick. And I think that you know you don't want to mess with this one. Any potential hitchhikers out there looking for an easy mark, look elsewhere. Can I tell you a story about that knife? Um, Purse. What is happening right now, other than stories about knives, stories about violins, trash everywhere? Person who doesn't listen to our podcast. Do you want to repeat that? In another episode, I pull this knife out. And you talk about it. Honey, I don't know where I am. Are you surprised? Um, anyway, it's good that he was there because then I was in a like terrible situation where people yelled at me and stuff. Oh, yeah. And he was like, awesome. Oh, good. So. Yeah, you definitely left that out of the story when I heard that story. Yeah, because I knew it would, it would overshadow the actual issue until I had a chance to explain his... Uh, I still hope you won't make a practice of this. Oh, no, I never, like, I was always like, there's no situation in which I can imagine pitching, picking up a hitchhiker. And now I'm like, oh, if I'm, like, like I that. still can't imagine ever seeing someone on the side of the road no. who's hitchhiking right. and being like, sure, hop on in. Right. But I, you know, I could see. And Carolyn, Giving a friend a lift, sure. Yeah, and Carolyn was like, well, and if you saw, like, a pregnant lady with her car broken down on the side of the road, and I was like, Oh, like, sure, but that's not hitchhiking. Like, hitch, like, random people on the side of the road that I don't know anything about, even girls, no. Uh, Should we do reader feedback? Yes. Did we finish the hitchhiker lectures? I mean, I have nothing else to say. Do whatever you're going to do, but, like, you know, keep the knife handy. Obviously. As you saw. Well, it was seconds. That was fast draw time. Thank you. Um, Now, actually opening up that knife... That's, that's You're like, hold on. <laughs> fumble, 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 fumble. And then, and then I'm like, aha, a screwdriver. <laughs> a wine opener. <laughs> I This must look crazy to anyone who's walking by. I'm sitting in the cab of a truck, high off the ground, holding a microphone, talking Sur- in. Surrounded sur- by shit. <laughs> surrounded by shit uh, in a parking lot. Yeah, just talking. Oh, a parking structure, our, our co-working space, and I'm just talking into my microphone, looking around, eyes darting. Our it looks like I'm narrating what's <laughs> happening, which I kind of am. Our studio. Our 
our podcasting studio. No, it's like we're parade commentators. The parade of bullshit. That is angry. grand marshals of the parade of bullshit. That's right. you and me. I have some user submitted joke life moments. Um, Please tell me all of them. Okay. Can I give you some user submitted feedback about our podcast quality first? My two dumb sisters, who I love, and thanks for listening. We need the listens. Um, um, they. She was like, oh, I'm so glad that you guys got microphones. It was unbearable. I know. I was like, uh, what? And then she also said we were really funny, and I said something that was just as we said something that was just as funny as my favorite murder to her, and she laughed really hard. What? I know that's what I said. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Somebody texted me and said that they like to listen while they're nursing their baby or putting rocking their baby to sleep or something. But sometimes I wouldn't let a baby listen to this. No, no, they listen to it on their headphones or whatever. Obviously. Uh, our our podcast isn't putting babies to sleep. Even pre after dark, it's a bit much. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of shit talking, and talking shit. Sure. I'm so tired. I'm now just talking slightly louder, so I don't have to move the microphone towards my mouth. <laughs> Hope it'll just pick it up from where I am. Sure. Yeah. Keep that quality content coming. Pick so our pick users, up. what are you doing, Chris Kringle? <laughs> I was just pulling my underwear out of my butt crack. <laughs> One more time for posterity. <laughs> posterity! <laughs> Reader's Digest! Here we come. How are we going to split the $400 up into enough to buy us some actual underwear? <laughs> or some flannel pajamas. I'm getting sicker the longer I sit here I talking some, to you. I have some really big uh, new underwear dreams for Black Friday. That's the one time of year I buy clothes from Old Navy, so I better get cracking and make a wish list. Yeah, no, it's the only time of year anyone should buy clothes because all clothes are free. Yeah, I get like a million things for $100. Right. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, yeah, no, I'll be getting some uh, underwear and some leggings from Pact, my favorite brand producing both of those things. It's all organic cotton and fair trade. This podcast is not sponsored by Pact. Though I would love to have a... Uh, partnership. We're open, Pact. Come to us. Sprint, fuck you. Sprint, go die in a goddamn hole. Anyway, so babies, also, whatever you're So the rookery in Pomona, fuck you. Yeah, and you know what else? The singing bus driver and the bus driver <laughs> that left me for dead in Yosemite and the man with the leather attache case, fuck you. I love that man with the, the alien from another planet. I he was him. so strange. He was like... Everyone there knows my sister, by the way. Everyone I ran into except him. He was like, what's her name? And her last name? Don't know her. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. And I was like, that's impossible, number one. Secret fucking agent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, she said that sometimes she laughs so hard that it's actually she has to stop listening because she's going to wake up the baby. Can you imagine listening to this drivel and laughing at all? Uh, sometimes I laugh at lines you say when I'm editing it, and I also- don't tell me that. Reader's Digest is never gonna appreciate it. Well, someone should. And also, like, and, uh, it's like I laugh at the exact same line when I'm editing it as I did when it happened. So listening to the podcast is really hard for me because every time I do, when you say something, I think of something, and it's then what I say half a millisecond later. I bet this is really interesting to our <laughs> listeners. 
Literally, it's a podcast about our podcast, which I mean, it kind of always was. But anyway, now we're just two girls in a car dying laughing into the same microphone. Could you ask for more? (laughs) No, I don't think you could. And coming down the bullshit parade route, some more feedback about our feedback. (laughs) What else did you hear? What else did you start generating contest? I have some jug life moments. Let's get to it. I definitely thought you said jug life. Like what's jug life? That's for after dark, and it's <laughs> Nordstrom <laughs> Rock. Um, I guess I could say my, I mean, my joke life moment maybe could be when I was fighting with Sprint about how I accidentally ordered something on the website, didn't mean to at all, and I guess I'm gonna have to pay for whatever it is that I ordered because they were like, we can't find any pending orders, and I was like, here's a screenshot. They're like, nope, doesn't exist, and I was like, make it stop, and I don't remember clicking confirm or anything. What was it? It's a phone upgrade. I was just looking at what the options were, and then Did all of a sudden, on the app, the app is always trying to. Get no, no. By the way, their app is called Sprint Zone. Yeah, it's called like some. It's called yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and then the lady that I was talking to, I got transferred to five different people, and the last lady I talked to, whose name was Lovely D, I think she can be on our After Dark podcast. Um, she said, and I quote, I'm sorry you feel that way about something I said when I was like, I feel really discouraged right now. I've tried to talk to five different people. Sorry you feel that way. And I was like, I'm sorry. Is this how we're allowed to talk to people now? Next time, don't order the most expensive thing on the menu. It was exactly that vibe. And I was like, I've done nothing except click around your shit ass website that doesn't work. And, and she was like, I meant I'm sorry that, and she literally like clarified. She's like, no, I meant that I'm sorry. And I was like, no. Don't talk to me the way a passive-aggressive boyfriend would talk to me. Anyway, my life's a joke. Everyone's mean to me, but I kind of deserve it, I guess, because I went and tried to do something with my life and make it better. By ordering a new phone. <laughs> By accident? I didn't. I, do, I never clicked anything that said confirm. I clicked next. Then I clicked next again, and it's like, your order is pending. And I was like, no, no, I want to see the phone colors. Just but, show me the colors. So has it already happened? It happened a day at noon, and there was no way to fix it. So I was like, well. Well, I... Do you want some tips? No, I just want to burn. I just want everything to burn. Okay, so I've got some. So, um, I've got two joke life moments from listener L'Oreal. Ooh. Um, she lo- She says she loves two girls talking. And she. Well, what's it like to be the only one? And she has a joke life moment. Um, should we start doing segments where we talk about all of our friends in an effort to get them to listen to it? We have that segment every week, and I always cut it out. Maybe we should give the people what they don't want. Our best friend, Christy, on a regular basis, says, I'm really sorry I haven't listened to your podcast. I really want to. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you should, because we talk about you every single week, sometimes having full segments dedicated to talking about you. And I that mean, even that is not that, enough. Nothing could keep me away from listening to something about me. No, I would listen for a half-second's yeah. glimpse of my name in the right. distance on a dusty billboard rage segment, you and know? I will say some of our listeners feel that way. Like, our listener, Nikki, mm-hmm. um, even though we didn't even mention her, the fact that we talked about German Shepherd dogs, oh. she's going to feel very excited. Um, our listener, Amy Cannon, sometimes will, um, I don't know why I said her whole name, but I feel like I always do. Listener Corner. Listener Corner. Pre-After Dark. Where we talk about our listeners, mm-hmm. not where we have listener feedback. Or have listeners anymore after this point. But <laughs> uh, Amy sometimes live tweets them to me or like live vlogs them to me, and they're so and good. I always, feel so, I always feel so jealous when you tell me this. Anyway, so the feedback. Sorry, L'Oreal, we love you. 
Um, so she says, I'm not sure how to set this one up, except that I just had a baby and with that also lost my mind. I was, and so then she goes on to say that she's with her husband on the phone and he's like, I'll go to the grocery store on my way home, like text me the grocery list. And, um, and it's on her phone and she's like, okay, I have to find my phone so I can text it to you. And she can't find it. And she's looking everywhere. And she's looking everywhere. And she looks in all the usual places. And her husband, Jeremiah, is trying to give her some advice on where to find it. And um, and she's like, could you please stop talking? I'm trying to think about where I last saw my phone. I see where this is going. Yes. Um, and uh, it went on for 10 minutes. That's and then, so long. And then she started crying because it was like... Not being able to find your phone is the worst thing that could ever happen. Plus, having a baby makes everyone cry. Um, and she set her phone down so she could get a tissue because she was crying. Yeah, I was going to say, why didn't he start screaming, you're holding it, you're holding it, you're holding it. Oh, he was, and she was like, could you please be quiet so I can think? So she set her phone down to get a tissue yeah. and then found her phone. Aww. A tale uh, of victory in the end, though. You did find it. Anyway, my life is a joke. L'Oreal. We have another one from L'Oreal as well. I like this. Keep them coming, L'Oreal. This is about chickens. Okay. I hand-raised 21 chicks this spring. What does it mean to hand-raise chicks? Does it mean you're, like, feeding them by hand instead of their mom? Yeah, sure. Uh, I sold 11 of them and kept 10. I I want that to be my business. A different kind of life now. I don't know if you know that. What I can't have chicks. Where would you put them? Would ever you put them in her mouth or what? <laughs> God, can you imagine? Ever would get so confused. She's like, what? Like her brain would break again. Like last night when I put her in a crib with a baby, and she was like, <laughs> "I thought I was the baby. What's happening?" And both her and the baby laid down next to each other, staring each other in the eyes until they both fell asleep. What a bunch of freaks. Yeah. Um, okay, so she says, I sold 11 of them and kept 10. The owners of the sold chickens have informed me that they are all laying eggs now and taunt me with pictures on social media for the past few weeks. Of my 10 chickens, not one has laid an egg because my life is a joke. I feel like there's some old wisdom farmer's almanac times we could do here, but I don't know anything to help her. Uh, no, I it's that's that's just some like bad luck. That is like true joke life. I mean, unless she, unless she, you know, she just doesn't love her chickens enough. It's probably that, and if she was able to find her phone ever, then maybe she could look up some hints about like how to love chickens more. So, and then um, our listener Heather of the Carmel River in her fridge. She sent me an update last week. Um, I think you should front load all of this content so that our listeners will keep listening. <laughs> no. Why do you think I'm like an editing wizard? <laughs> um. Oh, so she texted me that Dave, her boyfriend, had cleaned up the Carmel River. But it was a treat for the ages. Why I, would he do that? I know. She was like... Now I have to, you know, just use a spoon if I want to eat caramel. Some of us endure hardships far beyond the imaginings of others. But this is a lead-in to my joke life moment. Because I said, don't worry. 
and I had gotten a you know caramel apple pop from C's. So you know how C's has those like square. Do I ever? Yeah. So um, if it's candy, I know about it. So which is your what flavors do you like of those? Um, I like the there's a butterscotch flavor that's actually not butterscotch. It's more like caramel, and it's really good. I like that one. I like the white one a lot. The white one's probably the best one. Oh, what is the white flavor? Like an almond or something? No, ew, no. I don't think I've had white. No, white's the best one. I don't think I've ever had that. It's delicious. I'm not disagreeing. It's like it's like white. It's not milk chocolate. It's like white. This is so dumb. What is it? I don't know, dude. Well, it's so good. If you know what it is, write in and tell us because it's delicious. I So this one I had was the caramel apple flavor, which I hadn't had before. It's seasonal. Yeah, I've only had like the three Christmas flavors because I grew up where there wasn't C's, and so like we'd get sent yeah. we'd get sent a box in the mail, and it oh, just had like so heavenly. And I don't like the ones that are dark, the the, no. the ones that are just like the ones that are like whatever. they're they're coffeeish or something. I would just want, I just want like caramel. Just give me the caramel. The butterscotch ones are so good. Oh. We should we should we go should get, get some, some probably right. <laughs> Have we had enough treats? I think my sugar high is wearing off. <laughs> My sugar high is wearing off because I'm talking about other candy and I need it. Okay, so um, I was at so I was at Carolyn's for Halloween, and there was every all of those were there in a little bowl, and not for long. And I ate one and I was sucking on it like a hero instead of crunching it, sure. um, which is always a battle for me. Gotta save the teethies. I've always got to mentally be like, don't bite this, you idiot. You don't have to bite it. You can enjoy it and yeah. not chomp it down as fast as you can. But why? But why does my brain... Uh, speaking of, I have no nails anymore. Thanks, Donald Trump. Yep. I don't want to talk about that. It's so depressing. I can't even live, honestly. Oh, me either. It's just, like, the reason I have no nails. Yep. Mine are completely... I mean, mine are usually that way, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> Uh-oh. Low battery! Warning sign! Finish it up! Wrap it up! I'm, I'm wrapping it up. Um... And I was really, really tired from traveling. It was, like, the first time I had towed therapy and whatever. Um, and I wasn't able to finish it. Like, a little girl, I was laying in bed, and I wasn't able to finish it, and I took it out of my mouth, and I put it on my bedside table in my trailer. And it's been there since. So it's been, like, two weeks. And it has slowly melted into this like and it was there was still half of it there so it was, it was a sizable situation so it's melted into this puddle of caramel with like a lollipop stick hanging out of it and it's sticky so like little flowers have stuck to it and you know cat hair and whatever um so I sent a picture of it to Heather and um and I said don't worry I've got you and she was like I'm glad to see you're still carrying the torch and I was like oh do you want to hear a joke life moment and it's that I had accidentally, the night before, put my phone on top of it in the night. All I'm hearing is free treat. <laughs> and so then the next morning I picked it up and there was like crusted caramel onto the face of my phone. I'm not hearing a problem yet. <laughs> and I was just trying to avoid it to do my phone things, you know, where you are on your phone for an hour in the morning in bed. Mm -hmm. but, what a life you lead. But I couldn't... The caramel was screwing everything up because it was sticky. Yeah. And so I, you know, dimmed my phone, turned the screen off, and then I just used my warm tongue and I just rested. This isn't after dark. Jeez. <laughs> I can't.
can't publish this. I just rested it, the screen on my warm tongue and until I had softened up all that crusty caramel. There are children listening. <laughs> and got it all off. Gross. My life's a joke. Okay, are we done? We're done. Do we have a website. Twogirlstalking.club. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. We're all over the place. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies, depending on how you feel about the show. Uh, tell everyone. No, Children, those who are nursing. tell your enemies, because then they might hear us calling them out, which is, you know... We'll do that for if you want to, you know, if you want to oh, let yeah. us know. If you, instead of submitting a joke life moment, if you just want to submit a rant oh, about yeah. someone or a business you don't like. We we don't vet these at all. We will just read them straight out. Do it. Um, yeah. As always, rate us, review us, leave us a note on iTunes. Tell. Who's left us a review in like two months? Even Guys, seriously, it helps so much for all the other one listeners to look at. Even though all we do is say to do it, and then we make fun of them, and we read them on air, I don't know why you wouldn't want to be part of this. Maybe we should ask people to do something like leave a poem or leave like a message of hatred for us or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Words of encouragement. Leave us a leave us a proverb. Leave us a, a one sentence proverb about that you think applies to our lives. Not like from the Bible, but just like you know, an early bird gets the worm or whatever. Or a good joke for Reader's Digest. Some okay. Here's one, Abigail. Why did the ghost go into the bar? This is dead air. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, a boo, 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 booze. Oh, I was so close. <laughs> I thought you were describing the process of how you figured it out, but no, just, no. just saying booze, booze. <laughs> I just my brain was like boo is gonna be part of this joke it and then I and then I and I was like the boo bar the boo bar yep you heard it here first <laughs> why did the ghost go to the bar the boo bar is the punchline of that joke this kid this kid I was on like on vacation with his family a few weeks ago um he wanted to tell me this joke and and he would say. Why did the camel have 22 humps? Why? That's the joke! Oh, no. His mom was like, we're still working on humor. I have some Reader's Digest he could flip through. All right, let's go do something else with our lives. Bye. Bye. Great big ice cream sundae from outer space Was in a place prepared for me the great big ice cream sundae from outer space I stuffed my face cause it was free and when I was finished its, it's size was not diminished the great big ice cream sundae from outer space it was in a place I can't believe I'm sober. This none of nothing coming out of my mouth feels sober. It's I feel so alive. I don't know why. I had some food. That's what we had. <laughs> I had Twizzlers and kombucha, and I'm ready to roll. I only had kombucha. I feel crazy. And some chicken salad. Please cut all this out. Anyway, it'll be fun for us. The whole podcast is only fun for us.